Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom and State. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello, this is Leslie Gist, and you're listening to the Gist of Freedom. Tonight we have a gentleman who says he is a descendant of Queen Nanny, the Maroon Warrior. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Van Dan Carpenter, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Great. Uh, there's a film that, that will be premiering at the United Nations in New York on October 20th. That's on a Tuesday um, at the Schomburg, and it will premiere, I'm sorry, at the United Nations on October 19th. Uh, so give us a little bit of your background, Mr. Carpenter, and pronounce your name because I, I want to make sure I pronounce it. Oh, okay. Well, it's actually pronounced Van Dane. Okay. Yeah, so, um, I mean, people just normally shorten it and just call me Van because they, it, it got messed up so many different times. I just got used to Van, so, <laughs> you know. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but... Of course, like growing up, I used to always, I used to always talk to my mom a, a lot about, you know, my my background with my grandparents, and of course her grandparents, and all the history behind it and everything. She used to tell me about all the times that she, well, what she actually remembered from her grandmother. She told me stories about them. And what was so interesting about it, she she kept mentioning that I was actually a part of the Maroons. We're actually Maroon Indians. And I used, at first, I never really seen it as a big deal because, you know, of course, people really wasn't talking about it like that until they started talking about the different tribes and how they actually led themselves in the wars and what happened with the British soldiers and the Spanish trying to take over, you know, from the Arawaks and stuff like that. And they they basically have the whole setup where she basically had a gang, really. You you could you you could put it as a gang where she formed this huge this huge um this huge set a, a, a camaraderie with people, and she she basically helped to free almost a thousand slaves, and she basically made herself into Jamaican history as one of the greatest females to ever walk on that island. 
and it 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 definitely goes it goes a very long way as far as history goes. And I I heard I heard my mom used to tell me the stories about her grandmother being a part of the Maroons and of course her great her great grandfather and she was telling me about them because I never actually got a chance to meet them in person because they passed before I was born. And of course I was I was actually the last child for her, so she kept telling me about how everything came about, how they actually carried themselves along. You know, they used to have, like, meetings and stuff like that, how they would actually, you know, form, how they how, how they would actually form their alliance to fight against the British that were coming to take over. And they actually told, they, they, they told us that they actually wanted to come take over the island to make everybody be, be slaves, and they just wasn't standing for it. She basically led them to victory by fighting them off so they could actually get their turf, their own territory. And, of course, the British was trying to, they were trying to do it other ways. They tried to have, of course, when the Spanish failed, they came in and they tried to have their own takeover. It didn't happen because they had guys that was, and it was it was like a war. It was a it was like it was a real full fledged war where they had slingshots like the old school slingshots. They they were wielding around in stones. It's like they were, they just it was kind of like having David and Goliath, but on the island as a remake. Now, uh, give us a little bit of background about your your mother, her genealogy. Okay. Well, of course, with, with her, with her background, she is just basically, she, she always, she always had herself surrounded by heritage. And she was she she's a very quiet humble she's a very quiet and humble lady. She basically told me it it all started from hearing about her dad, which I never actually got to meet. I never I never got a chance to meet him either. But of course, she used to tell me that. Of course, he used to tell her about her her grandmother that she actually met. She knows her. But I never got a chance to meet her. She told me that she was a white lady with blonde hair, and her husband was actually one of them that helped to fight in the Maroon tribe as well. Because coming up, they were actually a part of the whole coalition that they had put together. And they all came from all over the island. So whenever they would run short on soldiers, they would they would start calling people from other colonaries that they would come in and help them back up to basically fight the the um the soldiers off from, from the from the British Empire that were trying to come in to take over. So she okay. she she basically she basically had she had like she had a lot of stories told to her about what mm-hmm. happened. So now where did she grow up? Where was your mom born? She was born in Spanish town. She was she was born and raised in Spanish town, 
and she spend she spend a point. Where is Spanish life. Town? I'm sorry, I don't know where Spanish Town is. Okay, Spanish Town is actually the old capital. It that's that's located in St. Catherine. St. Catherine is right next to Kinston. Kinston is the new capital, and Spanish Town was actually the first capital until they switched it over to Kinston. Okay. That, that's actually that's actually in Jamaica. So okay. after and when after did your the, mom come? When did your mom come to this country? She was born in Spanish Town, and how did she make it to the United States? Actually. She still she still lives there. Oh. My dad, yeah, she still she still lives there, but she actually has she has you know some hope and dream for actually coming to visit one day, but of course that's where she was born. That's okay. where I was born as well. Okay, so when she told you these stories, you were told these stories in Spanish Town. Were you able to visit any of these locations? Did you yeah, get to yeah, because, Okay, tell yeah, us about that. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's where I was born and raised. I was actually born and raised in Jamaica. I'm a hundred percent Jamaican. A lot of people really, really wouldn't believe <laughs> with the accent that I have right now. <laughs> they would think that I was actually born here, but I'm not. I actually catch on pretty quickly. A lot of people tell me that. But of course they have a lot of museums in Spanish Town. They have the museum where, where they would tell you about the history. They would tell you the history with the Arawaks and how the Spanish took over. They have a lot of brick buildings that the Spanish made. They have an old bridge, a Spanish bridge that the Spaniards made, and it's still standing up until this day. A lot of those things are actually there on display where you basically drive across a bridge and you're looking at it from a distance. It's it, it's 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 a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight because it's 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 basically made so tall over the water that it almost looks like a rainbow looking at it from a distance. And of course, they have a museum where they have some of the the, the tools that they had in the war that they were fighting and all the, the um all the things that the Spaniards actually brought to the country that we adapt and some of the things that we now using and especially with the language and everything because the language is actually a blend of Spanish, it's blended with French and it it's 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 a mixture of about two to three different languages that we speak. Mm-hmm. And they, they have, it, it's a whole entire layout of everything. So they have they have everything on display that you would basically need to know about the heritage in, in, in the island of Jamaica. It's Tell a, us about the terrain. Tell us, I know in the United States we have what we call the Dismal Swamp where the Maroons lived. Is it like swamp area? Tell us about what would we expect to see um, if we were to visit Spanish Town? Well, or, or the pictures that they depicted during that era. Well, in that era, it's like from from what I know, it's it's basically a mixture of rivers and a lot of woods. They had mm-hmm. a lot of woods, and of course, they would actually have to hide along the riverbanks 
travel through they have to travel through a lot of woods and 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 to to basically try to evade these soldiers they would actually have to use their skills and their knowledge of hiding in the woods from them because their terrain is something that they're actually used to soldiers coming in not knowing what they have they would basically be you know they they they're trying to figure everything out they know mm-hmm. exactly where everything is, so when they hide, it's virtually impossible to find them. They would mm-hmm. have some houses. They would have some houses that they would make out of branches and a special kind of a special kind of um, tree that they would grow. They would call it a thatch. It's basically a thatch house. That they would have that as the roof, and they would they would chop down trees and they would basically make a wooden frame out of it, and when they would put the the, the top on it, it it'll be more like the, the 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 top of it is covered by the thatch leaves, and those are actually they're 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 pretty big. It's one of those leaves is basically about I would say about ten to fifteen inches wide. That's one of them. So when they they would cut like a whole entire tree down full of those. They would actually be able to put a whole roof on with it. So Do you see any of those? those? Are, are there any evidence of uh, the rooms today? Um, as far as that goes, they would they would have that in the museums on mm-hmm. display. They would have a lot of items that they would use to fight in the war. Mm-hmm. And apart apart from that. They have a lot of books that they've written stories about them, mm-hmm. and one one of one of the main one of the main um, one of the main one of the main things that they would actually look at to know that they actually have proof is the Jamaican five hundred dollar bill that that actually has um, you know Nanny of the Maroons on it, and that actually shows a full picture of her. With with the with her attire and the way that she would wrap her head and cloth and they they would basically have they would basically have bonfires where they would have parties where they would basically make their own dance they would mm-hmm. have instruments that they play and that's how they basically have their heritage started. They they would basically make dance. They would basically make up different dances from different areas that some of the slaves from Africa would come over with. They would blend it with different moves, and they would have their own instrument that they themselves create to 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 make a unique beat that nobody else could really invent but them. Now was it where now we know that the the drum was a form of communication. Is that true? With yeah, um, yeah. Queen Annie? That's one of them. Yeah, and and they also had a horn that they would blow that would signal that they would have some type of invasion or something is about to happen. So everybody would basically hear the horn being blown and they would actually assemble themselves and try and, and and of course try to put the army together as soon as possible for battle. That's one of the things that they would use to communicate with each other. 
So they, as soon as they hear that, they know of course something bad is going, you know, something bad is getting ready to happen. So they would start getting everybody together. They would start getting all their equipment. Everybody would be rushing back and forth trying to put stones together because that's like one of their main weapons that they have. That's mm-hmm. one of the that's one of the biggest weapons that they used to use. Yeah, they would use stones in the form of slingshot that they would use to throw at the soldiers to knock them out and (laughs) disarm them, take their weapons. If they really didn't know how to use their weapons like they do. Mm -hmm. Now, the river, can you tell me about the river? Have you been to the river? I know you said you were born here. What does the river look like today? Well, is there woodland and all this? Yeah. Yeah, one one of one of the one of the, the the longest rivers that we have that obviously they travel through is is actually the Rio Cobre. The Rio Cobre River is one of the longest rivers that that I've actually witnessed on the island. And that's basically it it runs from I would say it runs from the the the, the town of Sligoville. And Sligoville is actually the first free village. So that's one of the first village that was being freed. And 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 of course from from that village on, they actually started to take over from there. They started mm-hmm. expanding to different villages, the soldiers, so the slaves would be able to be free and be able to go back to their families. And create new families from there. Mm-hmm. So the now, with the dismal, yeah, with the dismal swamp in the states, uh, they judged it and, and you know didn't keep it the, the way it was. What about um, the river there? Does it still have uh, alligators? Because I was told that the dismal swamp had natural uh, resources that they were able to use, like as far as the insects and the animals as a, a way to, um, you know, kill these soldiers. So, you know, they would die of disease because they didn't know how to survive in this yeah. dismal swamp. So do they have any evidence of wildlife in this river? Yeah, yeah, they do. Awards. They do. Okay. In, yeah, in, in, in some areas of it, they do. Mm-hmm. But not so much now as they would have it back in the day, because mm-hmm. a lot of them that they would have showing up now, they would capture them and bring them to the zoo, so they would mm-hmm. have them there. Like, like which animals? Um, it's it's more more likely the the, the um the crocodiles, because mm-hmm. we don't we don't generally have alligators in Jamaica like that. We mostly mm-hmm. have crocodiles. If if there's any. If, if by any chance you find an alligator, they're actually being imported. Okay. So they would have they would have both kinds in the zoo, but the the crocodiles are, 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 the, are the are the main ones that are actually there. They're, what they're about snakes? Snakes, uh, not so much. But of course, if snakes are there, they're also being imported. But mm-hmm. they, the ones that are normally there, that's raised on the islands, are not. They're they're not poisonous. Mm-hmm. They don't. They, we don't. We don't usually have poisonous snakes. They're always. Mm-hmm. They're, they're always going to be snakes there, but they're not as big. 
and they're not they're not poisonous as as people might think that they won't bite you and you die from it. So the common snakes that that they had out there. Okay, common snakes. All right. So um, what else would you like to tell the audience about uh, Queen Nanny and your family and the stories you heard? Have you documented any of these stories yourself by you know recording your mom? Uh, while she's telling you these stories, are you writing them down in your journal? Uh, you know, how are you preserving actually, these stories? Actually, a lot of these stories that I actually got from her, I really store them by memory. I've mm-hmm. I really never actually written them down or recorded it because it's something that we would just basically sit down and at nights when we really don't have anything else to do, we would talk, and she would explain stuff like that to me, and I would ask her questions about it, and she would try to answer them as best as she possibly can to her knowledge. And I would I would basically have lots of questions to ask about the heritage, and I learned a lot from her, and a lot of them I actually learned by by doing a lot of research and libraries and visiting to the museums and asking a lot of questions and of course from 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 learning everything else throughout school because I I I went to school out there so I basically got the full fledged heritage about most of 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 the, of the things that happened but I I know that I know that one thing. That that they always talk about in the river, it's I think they said it's it they have a golden table in the Rio Cobre, and that table actually surfaced itself after 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 a certain amount of years. A lot of people have cited it, and some people even said that they have there's a mermaid there that combs her hair with a golden comb. And hmm. they they said they said ever see that mermaid and you actually go into the water try to get a try to get a closer look you will never make it back out. So or you believe in the mermaid? I've heard I've heard lots of stories about it. I never actually seen the mermaid myself, but I've heard that people have cited it, and people actually seen images and actually seen the golden table before. It's like a table made out of gold. A lot of people really see it and jump in the water after it thinking that they're going to find it or they're going to take it out. But of course, as soon as they try to as soon as they try to go after it, mm-hmm. they go into the water and they disappear. Okay. That 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 table that table will never surface twice in the same spot. Now I I had a guest on over a year ago. And he talked about jerk chicken yeah. and the history of the maroons and jerk chicken. Can you tell us about that if you know? Anything well, about jerk chicken? Of course. Well, one thing is I I, I know how to make it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely know how to make it. So <laughs> a lot of people ask about the recipes and stuff like that about it, but I definitely know how to make it. But as okay. far as it goes, as far as it goes with 
with the Maroons back in the day and how they actually came about with that was everybody else had their own recipes where they would have different kinds of dishes that they would make in their country. And they actually wanted to make something that that would stand out. So, of course, they would have they would have things on the island that they could make use of. Like they would they would have pigs, they would have chickens and stuff like that that's running around wild. So of course when they would go out for food they would hunt them down and they would kill these animals and they would bring them back in. But of course they actually have like their own set of fields that they plant their own herbs and spices to to um to to use along with those meats to you know to 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 spice it up to make it have a different flavor and a different taste that you've really never come across before. And so what do you cook the cook cook the animal on? What do you cook the meat? What do you use to cook the meat? Like you use a pit because I've read that there were pits being used. They built pits in the ground yeah. to to keep the scent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they would make, a, they would make, yeah, they would make a fire pit, mm-hmm. and of course the fire pit would basically, fire pit would basically be where they they put the chicken in, and mm-hmm. they would actually have something that they would make. It's kind of like a grill, made mm-hmm. out of made out of different types of uh, of materials, maybe like some scraps, and 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 other kinds of materials that really wouldn't be melted that easily. So, of course, they would actually put them on there and 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 they would actually roast the chicken and each time each time when they would actually do it, they would actually add the herbs and spices to it and and let it sit overnight. So it actually it actually blends the the the, um, the flavor in, inside of the meat before it's been cooked. So whenever it gets cooked, it gets cooked a lot easier, and it holds the moisture inside of it, and it holds the the um it holds the the the, the type of herbs and seasoning that it has. Cause it, now, do you know how to open. do you know how to make this pit? Can you build a pit, uh, a barbecue grill, or anything the way that your ancestors did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way the way how they did it was well, well. As far as I know, the way that it that it be made is they would take a drum, you know, like like a regular oil drum, mm-hmm. and and they would actually cut they would cut it in half. They would cut it in half, and they would have like some hinges on both ends that would basically have it to lift up and down. They would weld those into place and top of it they would actually have a little round hole sort of like a chimney that they would have that attached to the top. That's where the smoke would come out of. They would actually have steel metal being welded right across the base and and they would have a little area where you would have a drawer underneath that's where the coal would be. So they would put coal under there, and that's what kept the fire going. 
And, of course, when you close the lid down, it will keep all the moisture and, and, and it, will, it, will, it will actually keep all the flavor inside so it doesn't escape as far. So for, for, for the most part, the smoke is one of the things that really traps the flavor inside of the meat. So whenever whenever it whenever it actually gets to a certain temperature, when it gets to a certain degree, it actually traps and holds the flavor inside of it. So whenever you would open the lid, whatever gets let out would actually be like what's actually burning off of the meat. And whenever it gets closed, it traps whatever is in there circulating at the time. So, okay. Now let's talk about. Um preserving the meat. I think that's a miracle that, you know, your ancestors were able to preserve a pig to make it, you know, last long and, you know, healthy to eat, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Did, did your mom and your grandparents, did they preserve and know how to uh, use salt? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, it's 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 a special way they do it where they would they would have a special kind of salt that they would call um it's it's called a corn salt or core salt as they as they might have explained it to me back in the day. That's that it's a different kind of salt where the grains are, are bigger and it's mm-hmm. a lot more it's a lot more salty than the regular salt. Mm-hmm. So they would actually they would have that being applied all over the meat and then they would smoke it and after it gets smoked to a to a um to a degree, it will actually stay there for a very long time before it actually starts deteriorating. So because they didn't have refrigerators or anything like that back in the day, that's how they actually keep their meats well preserved. They would they would put the salt on it and then they would smoke it and then it would stay there for a while. Now, does your does your family still practice those culinary arts? Um, I would think they, well, not so much now as they did back in the day because, of mm-hmm. course, things things have changed a lot where, you know, you have a lot more refrigerators being, you know, mm-hmm. things, things are a lot more widely available as, you know, now mm-hmm. than it was back in the day. So they would basically have it done more so in the past back in the day than now mm-hmm. but they still they still know the process of how it's been done and how it's supposed to be done so they they have a pretty much basic knowledge of how everything was done so if you went back home would you be able to film or document this process you think yeah i i i could definitely do it i could definitely do it because i know I know a lot of places that they still they still practice it and they still have they still have a lot of it, it's it's a lot of museums that they actually show some of the things that they used to use when they were cooking in in mm-hmm. in their kitchen as they have everything set up and they would have like a lot of their instruments that they would use they would have some some areas where they actually go to to have their animals being killed and they have a process how they do it and another place is um 
is Port Royal. That's in Kinston, where they would have a lot of a lot of um, festivities. They would do a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of their jerk their jerk chicken. They would do a lot of jerk pork. They they have a whole lot of different um, a lot of different food different type of foods that they would have prepared along the coastline of that area. Is that like close to the to the water? Now, and do you they, plan they, on? Yeah. I'm sorry, but do you plan on visiting or you know visiting the United Nations and attending the world premiere of the film, The Queen Nanny? Definitely like to see it. I would mm-hmm. definitely like to see it because it would definitely reconnect me to a part of my family history that I really, you know, I really didn't actually get a chance to witness myself. Mhm. And and you mentioned the bill, the five hundred dollar bill. Um, yeah. I guess you're familiar with it. You you do you have one or have you ever had one in your possession? Yeah, I've I've actually I used to I used to spend it all the time because they they have it they have it out there. It's still in circulation. It's something that's that's been used right now as we speak. You know, so it, it's it's something that's it's widely available. It's something that you could you could basically get anywhere out there, and mm-hmm. and of course it's it, it, it's still widely popular. It's still in circulation. I I have mm-hmm. I have I have a couple of bills that they actually put out of circulation that I had back home that I was saving my my. I, I would say my mom actually has um, possession of those right now. And mm-hmm. I, I yeah, because I, I I left I left a lot of those things behind with her, so she she basically has those like the old dollar bill, the old five dollar bill, the twenty dollar bill, the ten dollar bill. They would have a lot of those type of things. They would have some two dollar bills as well. So they basically put those out of circulation years, some type of years ago. But I, I used to, I used to use those back in the day when I was going to, to, to um, to basic and primary school. So it's, it's something that I've seen where they grown, they used to use it, and then it just slowly transitioned into something else. Mm-hmm. Now, before we end the show, is there anything else you want to tell us about? Your heritage, Jamaica, Queen Nanny, your mom. Well, as as far as as far as as um Queen Nanny and everything like that goes, I know that she was she was one of the greatest warriors that I've ever heard of in that island that they call Jamaica. She helped so many different people to get liberated and to basically have a chance at a new life and to live their dreams and to make the country what it actually is today. It's 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 a lot of things that she helped people with that they really don't even realize until, you know, until after she was gone. It was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense because she was fighting for our freedom. She died in the process. And, you know, that that's basically what it's all about. And my, and my mom actually... She got a chance to hear a lot about it as well. She actually got, you know, she she got she got a chance to see a lot more than I did, of course, mm-hmm. because 
back in the day, she's seen a lot of things as far as independence goes, how everything came together, and she 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 basically got a chance to witness it all. Do you think we could get her on the show? You think she'll talk to us? That that would definitely yeah that that's something that would definitely be possible. Of course, okay. she's of course she's living there, so mm-hmm. that is something that you know would definitely have to it would definitely have to be broadcasting down there with her. Okay. Yeah, we would call her up just as I, just as I called you guys tonight. I would give her yeah. a call the same way, so we can make that happen. I'm excited about this interview. I appreciate you spending the time to tell us uh, okay. more about Clean Mania, a very insightful perspective. Um, I want to thank Vicki Steele for recommending you. Um, you know, to have the two of you on the phone together, that's some serious he- uh, heritage, and um, mm-hmm. I'm grateful to have spoken to you. Okay. Thank you very right. much. Good. I hope to see you at the United Nations on, I think I said, the 20th of October, Tuesday. Okay. All right. So we'll talk soon. Yes. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. That sounds good. Okay. Okay. Take care. Thank you. All right.